back to work. Let's go to uh, Galatians chapter 3. And uh, <clears throat> let me um, get a drum roll. Um, n- not for what I'm saying, but for the text itself. I want to start reading in verse 9, excuse me, verse 6. Um, and I'm going to read through verse 9. Um, I tell you what, let's, read, let's start at verse 5. Uh, Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Now, we we covered that. We covered that last week. Verse 6. Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Now, guys, if I had, if I had, to, if I had um, offered you a survey and told you um, or asked you, uh, write down some of the most significant passages in all of the New Testament. Uh, you would probably work for 10 years before you would get to Galatians chapter 3, verses 6 through 9. Uh, very honestly, I would have been uh, right there alongside you. I would have never included this. Um, but I can tell you that when you, when, you, when you start reading about this passage, you discover that this is one of the richest, one of the clearest, one of the most um, meaty and weighty and, 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 and poignant passages concerning the doctrine of justification by faith alone found anywhere in the Bible. Um, This text was so uh, monumental that one guy by the name of Marcion, uh, maybe you've never heard of Marcionism, it was a cult, or the guy was declared a heresy in the second century. But Marcion, uh, who by the way, didn't believe the Old Testament, nor in the Old Testament God, only believed in the New Testament, um, uh, was not a, I mean, it, God the Father was not divine in his eyes, thus he was a cultist uh, and excommunicated. But even he who, was so, uh, who valued so highly the New Testament removed this passage from copies of the New Testament that he passed among his followers because of the import of what is said in these uh, four verses. Um, now guys, um, I, I've had to figure out how to deal with it because this gang, um, R.C. Sproul writes a book, uh, entitled getting the gospel right. Have you ever heard of that book? Yeah. You ever seen that book? Okay, good, good, good. I'm, I'm, but, but getting the gospel right, that book, the entire book is about the doctrine of justification by faith alone. In the whole book. Because the point that Sproul is making is the doctrine of justification by faith alone is the gospel. Here is a passage that is one of the most significant teaching and training passages concerning the doctrine of justification by faith alone. Now, there are such, there's so much stuff in here that I cannot treat it in the 35 minutes allotted. In fact, here's what I've decided to do. (laughs) Skip it. (laughs) That's just a joke. Um, 
I, I, I'm not going to skip it, but here's what I am going to do. What I'm going to, all I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to, I'm going to weed out some of the stuff that is in it that is um, secondary to the primary purpose of the text. The primary purpose of the text is the doctrine of justification by faith alone. But what I didn't want to happen, I didn't want to start on the doctrine of justification by faith alone tonight and then have to cover these things that are in here, and I'll show you a few of them, and leave you in the middle of a discussion on the doctrine of justification by faith alone. I wanted to do that all at once. So what I want to do is clear away some of the, and, and I, I don't want to call them superficial issues, they're, they're not superficial issues, um, but what I want to do is clear away some of those secondary issues. Uh, Steve Brown used to call them side roads. Um, I want to clear those away. Uh, we're not going to meet next Wednesday, but when we come back the next Wednesday, we can spend our whole time on the doctrine of justification by faith alone. Because that, ladies and gentlemen, is the gospel. You get that right, you get the gospel right. Um, that's the premise of the Sproul book, and I, I commend it to you. But um, if you want to know what the gospel is, the gospel is justification by faith alone. Now, so you, you see what we're doing. We're not even going to talk about it tonight. Well, it might get thrown in there a little bit. Uh, yeah, it will. Um, but but I, I'm going to try to eliminate some of those things that would distract us once we get into it. Okay? I hope that's clear. Um, because here's the first one of those secondary issues. But it's a big one. And it's a good one. And it's an important one. I have introduced this word before. I think. Metonymy. Um, there's not many people, but you, you English experts do know what, what a metonymy is. A metonymy is a figure of speech. Um... If I were to, the best example I know, in fact, this is original. I don't, I don't do much original, but this is original. So I, I want to always point that out if I've done something original. Um, <clears throat> if, if, if you hear in the news, the White House says, that's a metonymy. Because you know when, 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 the news, when the media says, the White House says, you know you're getting something that our president said. And the figure of speech, I mean, a, a, a metonymy is using an object to refer to something personal or uh, it's um, to something animate. And it just uses this figure to refer you to that, okay? The White House says immediately you should know that your president has somehow given that to his underlings to, to get broadcast. That's a metonymy. You with me? Okay, we're through with the English lesson. But there is a metonymy in this text. And it is a very important one. Um, it is in verse 8. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, 
preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. Now, gang, those last seven words of, of verse 8 is a quote from uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 9, I believe. Uh, it might be in your, in your uh, no, 12, 12, 3, maybe. Okay. It's a quote from Genesis 12. Okay? Now, keep your finger there and go over to Romans chapter 8. Um, <clears throat> Romans chapter 8. Actually, um, make that Romans chapter 9. Romans 9. Look at verse 11. Um... Um, no, 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 hold on. 17, nine, we'll get this right in a minute. Nine seventeen. for the scriptures says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I raised you up. Do you see that? The scripture says to Pharaoh. Now, ladies and gentlemen, did the scripture say that to Pharaoh? Why do you know that the scripture didn't say that to Pharaoh? Well, paper can't talk. That's not the right answer. Uh, <laughs> but it was witty, and we like witty. Um, um, why, why do you know that the scripture didn't say that to Pharaoh? Because it wasn't written yet. By the way, go back over here to Galatians chapter 3, verse 8. And the scripture foreseeing that God would, and then it quotes uh, Genesis 12, 3. Now, did the scripture say that in, in Genesis 12, 3? No. Why? The scripture wasn't written yet. But the New Testament is using a metonymy. And it is saying just like when I say the White House says it's referring to our president whose name I refuse to utter. Um, I shouldn't do that. Um, but when, 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 when you find this in the scriptures and you see a, a statement that says, the scripture says, who do you know is talking? God is talking. And here's the point, ladies and gentlemen. When the scriptures talk, that's another wrong answer. I thought I was the one in a hospital room all day long. Uh, when the scriptures talk, God talks. That's what you see. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an augment to our whole view of the authority of scripture right there and we read right through you know Galatians chapter 3 and never even pause over these four verses and what you have there is hey when the scriptures talk God's talking do you know ladies and gentlemen I know this is a an, an unthinkable thought for you but do you know that when I preach on Sunday mornings, if on the rare occasion that I get it right, 
Do you know what you've heard? You didn't hear the, the deep voice of some flawed, inadequate preacher. No, no, no. You heard the voice of God. Because you see, when the scripture talks, God talks. Now guys, that's a huge point, I think. But it's not, it's not related to the doctrine of justification by faith alone. <laughs> do you see what I'm, I'm trying to do? I'm trying to clear these out of the way so that the next time that we're together, we can focus on the gospel. Now, so that's, that's, that's just um, uh, side road number one. We're going to go to side road number two. Um, guys, one of the things that always comes up when one tries to teach the doctrine of justification by faith alone, something that invariably comes up is some, I got to think about the word, um, cause I was about to say smart aleck, but I can't say that. Um, but some some witty person says, you like that doctrine of justification by faith alone, do you, Jimmy? Well, what about James chapter 2? You know James chapter 2, uh, where, where, um, um, where James says, but uh, Abraham was justified by his works. You remember that? Uh-oh. I'm, I'm seeing blank stares. Why don't you go back there and look at it? Um, James chapter 2. Um, famous passage. In fact, it was so famous. At one time, Luther said the, the, the epistle of James is epistle, an epistle of straw and is not to be included in the New Testament. He did change his mind later. But look at... Um, <clears throat> there it is. James chapter 2, verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteous and he, was called, uh, uh, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Uh-oh. Invariably, ladies and gentlemen, when someone like me tries to tell you that the gospel is the doctrine of justification by faith alone... Somebody in the audience raises their little hand and says, well, what about this passage right over here in James chapter 2? Okay, I'd like to address it. And I would like to address it once and for all. I hope this ends whatever debate ever existed in your mind. I have four things for you to consider uh, in reply to this whole objection about James chapter 2, okay? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the book of James, stay there because I'll, I'll show you something in a minute. Um, uh, yes. All right. <clears throat> the apostle Paul, when he gets ready to, to uh, define the doctrine of justification by faith alone, he uses Abraham. That's what you find in Galatians chapter three, verse six. You also find it here. James is using Abraham. Galatians chapter 3 is not the first time that the apostle Paul has used Abraham. He used it in Romans 4. He used him in Romans 4 too. Why does the apostle Paul use Abraham all the time? Well, because Judaism called Abraham the father of the faith. 
And if Paul can prove that Abraham was out of accord with present-day Judaism, or Paul's day Judaism and present-day Judaism, then he won the argument. Okay, Paul, in his doctrine in Galatians 3 and Romans 4, is concerned um, with faith as it reconciles us to God. Okay? That's, that's my first little point here. Um, he's concerned with faith, a faith that reconciles us to God. James is concerned with faith contrasting the real with the barren. Let me tell you how I know that. Look at James chapter 1, verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. You see, guys, Paul is writing to an audience of, that has some Jews mixed up in there. And, and, and they're trying to say, you're saved by works. And Paul says, no, 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 no. You're saved by faith, justification by faith alone. James is talking about um, another audience that says, well, if all it takes is faith, then I got that. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, put me down for one of those. But then there's a barrenness to it in terms of what it it produces. So you see, Paul is, is, is... is speaking to an audience trying to describe faith as it reconciles us to God. James, on the other hand, is talking to an audience and he's trying to contrast for them a faith that is real and a faith that is barren. And then he says, it must produce something. Okay, that's point one. Point two. When Paul is describing, or when Paul is using Abraham, he is referring to Genesis 15. And Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him for righteousness. James, in his reference to Abraham, is using Genesis 22, story of Isaac. There are 40 years in between these two passages. 40 years, ladies and gentlemen. Paul is describing the faith that reconciles you to God, and he refers to this statement, and Abraham believed God, it was reckoned to him for righteousness. James, on the other hand, is, is referring to an event that happened 40 years after Abraham was declared to be righteous. Saying that this event that happened 40 years after this one, this event is an evidence that this thing was real. 40 years have transpired, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, here's my third point. In this passage, I'm sure you can see it, (laughs) Genesis 15, the word that is used is believe. Don't do that to me again. (laughs) 
I'm a technical wizard. The, the word that's used in this passage is believed. The word that is used in this passage, 22:18, is obey. Guys, this, the point of this and the point of this, two separate things. This is an event that describes how a man is reconciled to God. This is an event about how a man proves that he is reconciled to God. This is about obedience. This is about believing. Um, this passage, Genesis 15, is... Now I got three of them. <laughs> Pride goeth before the fall. <laughs> And I thought I understood this. Just forget it. <laughs> Somebody over here said double do it, but I, uh. um, guys, this is an event in Genesis 15 having to do with a right relationship with God, with with how to be right with God. This passage over here, which James is using. He's talking about right conduct. This is about being rightly related. This is about behaving rightly. The points of these two epistles are completely different, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what James is simply adding is there is a difference. Um, no, there is a... There is a vitality to the real that produces events this heroic. And so Abraham was justified by, he was, he was shown to be justified by this event that we all so love when he was going to sacrifice Isaac that happened 40 years after his relationship with God was established. Okay? That's, um, that I hope will give you enough. Um, okay. Also, um, we got to hurry. I got, uh, I got two more, but I, I think I only got time for one. I, I want you to look at verse seven. Uh, by the way, we're back in, in Galatians chapter three. Um, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Now, let me tell you, your Jewish friends will not like that statement. Because that means that every person in here who is rightly related to God through faith in Christ is a son of Abraham. Now, that's Judaism's big claim. We're sons of Abraham. And by the way, um, well, I don't want to get into that. Um, but gang, Paul is saying that the only legitimate sons of Abraham are the ones who have um, exercised faith. Uh, gang, um, how is it that Paul can... Um, how is it that Paul can use the faith on display in Genesis 15... How is it that he can use that 
and bring it into the New Testament and make it exemplary. Because Christ sure didn't, wasn't on, hadn't lived in Genesis 15. I get this question, ladies and gentlemen, I probably get it three times a year. Well, then tell me this. I mean, uh, you say you got to believe in Jesus and Jesus alone. I mean, but Abraham, I did, I mean, what, about, what about David? You know, those guys, what happened to those guys? Gang, the text that is quoted in Galatians 3, it's in Galatians verse 3, verse 6. He's quoting Genesis 15, 6. And Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Abraham believed God. What do you do? (laughs) Abraham believed God about the coming of a provision for sin. That's about all we could say. Um, Abraham heard something about a provision of sin and he believed it. He believed God. You and I, we heard about that provision of sin and we believed God too. We believed in a Christ that came He believed in a Christ that was to come. And by the way, we are all still believing in a Christ who is going to come again. We believe God, just like Abraham. Same kind of dynamic, ladies and gentlemen. He believed God. And you know, guys, this is why the gospel, this is why... This is why this has to be the gospel. Because, that one, let me explain. We believe God. And that faith honors God. Because you heard his word and you said that word is reliable. That faith honors a God who spoke and we said we believe it. Which, of course, that believing is a gift. We, we all know that. But we believe God. Now, if you add something to that, let's just say baptism. That doesn't honor God. That honors you. You know, the rest of those buffoons out there, they didn't get baptized like me. I went out and got baptized. Therefore, I'm a Christian. Ladies and gentlemen, that robs God of essential glory that belongs only to him. Abraham, God said some things. I'm going to give you a son. I'm going to give you a land. You're going to be a blessing to all the nations. And Abraham said, I believe you. We say, 
Jesus died on a cross. He made a payment for our sin. He offers us the free gift of eternal life. And we say, I believe you. And that is credited as righteousness. Just like Abraham. Ladies and gentlemen, that means you. You're the sons of Abraham. Let's quit. Our Father, I, I do pray that you will um, uh, at least cause us to pause over this passage to see uh, the, the, the profundity of it and the, the reason why it is so important. I pray that you will um, help us to get clear all over again the beauty of this, of this gospel doctrine of justification by faith alone. Oh God, might we not damage it by adding to it, subtracting from it, by um, stapling something to it that doesn't honor you but does honor us. We, um, Father, we, we, we repent of all of our sins, but we also repent of all of our goodnesses. There are no goodnesses. You've made, a, made us promises about how sin is dealt with. And we believe you. Would you uh, deepen that more and more as we seek to walk honorably before you? We ask it, of course, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for-